1: Plan savings with three lines of T Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.
2: This is Wellness 101, brought to you by the Institute of Natural Health, your home for common sense, science based health care. Here's your host, Dr. TJ Williams.
3: And welcome to the show everyone with me is I'm TJ with me as always is Aaron hi how are you doing over there I'm okay she's all she's all excited um, today we've we've got a great topic um, this is something that we've we deal with a lot in the office um, today we're going to talk about diet and how that contributes to autoimmune disease um, as you guys probably already know we Treat a ton of different types of autoimmune disease, and for those of you who don't know auto, what autoimmune disease is, uh, it's in a nutshell. And we'll talk more later, but in a nutshell, autoimmune disease is when your own immune system is attacking you, either you know attacking your joints or attacking your thyroid or attacking some tissue with you. It's your it's your body's immune system that is turned on you, and as we as we get into this as you start to learn more about this and and read on your own, you'll find that autoimmunity is way more prevalent than what we ever thought before and what you even probably knew existed. There are seven hundred million people around the world that are affected by autoimmune disease. Now, what's the interesting caveat about that is that those are the ones that have known diagnosed autoimmune right. disease. Exactly. There are As I would guess, you know, I'm just throwing out numbers here, but I would venture to say there's way more than that that actually have autoimmunity.
4: It's so infrequently tested for.
3: Yeah, no one tests Um, for it. And
4: that's something that, you know, I mean, we've talked about this before, and I should have looked up the statistic before we started this show, Um, but the um, TJ, I know we've talked about the percentage of doctors who feel... Like they are not adequately trained and they feel uncomfortable. Oh, yeah.
3: 53% or 56% yeah. of doctors don't feel comfortable treating, treating or, or diagnosing. diagnosing autoimmunity.
4: Yeah. And, I mean, and you know, what we've always said is think about all of the conditions that they feel comfortable with and are doing a horrible job on, right? (laughs) This is one that they don't (laughs) – even they are saying we don't know what to do. We don't know what to do. And and that's true. Anyone who has it – I mean, in a lot of – we end up diagnosing a lot of autoimmune diseases in our clinic simply because we test for it and we know what to do for it. Right. Um, And – it's funny because a lot of our patients, even after they get a diagnosis through us, will go and see, you know, a conventional doctor for something else. And they'll say, oh, they have had no idea what to do with autoimmune. And we're like, well, you know, they don't need to. That's why, you know, that's why you're coming here. But it's amazing how, you know, doctors just don't know how to treat autoimmunity.
3: Right. We we just had a, a gentleman in our office. This is just an, another one of those interesting stories. He's an older gentleman, uh, been a patient for a long time, and came in complaining of these little white dots all over. He's an African-American gentleman, and he started having all these little white dots all over. Like
4: on his skin? On his skin. Or? It was
3: mainly on his legs and on his trunk, but he got a few on his, on his arms. And... He kept saying, you know, all of this has changed and has gotten worse since he had this surgery done back in October of last year, so just a few months ago. And bless his heart, he had a mesh put in for a, for a hernia repair. And I believe, well, we tested and we know now know he has an autoimmune condition. This man has been through his whole life, was in the military, did all kinds of things, had no issues had a surgery which is an in an, an, any type of surgery no matter what it is is a big insult to the system it's right, a, it's, a it's an insult to the it's an insult to the whole body especially the immune system and then they inserted a mesh to help with this hernia repair and i believe that this mesh is what's triggered his body to, to turn against itself. It was enough of an immune insult to create a problem. And now he has autoimmune condition. We're working with him and, and walking him through the steps of that because now he was just at a complete loss. All of these crazy symptoms that he had that he, you know, Dr. Google, he was looking things up and trying to figure it out and he couldn't pinpoint it. And We've got it narrowed down. We, I, You know, we've got him calmed down to where he knows, okay, these are some steps that I can do and we'll get him, you know, feeling better and, and, and being better. Very shortly. It's just he was just at a complete loss of why did this happen to me? How did anyone how do my doctors not know this? Because he's called them. I mean, I tell him and uh, just like I tell any patient, feel free to talk to your doctor about whatever is going on here. Show him the lab work. His doctors really just don't know anything to do. And they're just. Telling him, well, you know, it's just something. I don't, I don't know what that is. I don't know how to do it. I don't know what to do. Um, you're kind of on your own, and so you know, we're his hope. But it anyway, happens a lot. It does. It does happen a lot. But today's show, we're we're focusing on diet and autoimmune disease. So, autoimmune disease is one of the top ten causes of death in women and the elder elderly, and now affects one in ten. Uh, people worldwide. That's what 700 million gets you is one in ten people, because there are there are a billion people in, or six billion people in the on the planet. So 700 million would be one in ten. That's not very many, especially when you think about all the times that you've been in a room where there's more than ten people. At least one person has a known autoimmune disease. So. With autoimmunity, conventional medicine basically is focusing on the symptoms of the autoimmunity rather than trying to figure out the root of the problem. One of the biggest examples of this is anyone out there who has a thyroid disorder. A large majority of people that have thyroid disorders have what is known as hypothyroidism or low-functioning thyroid. The research is pretty clear that 90% of people that have a diagnosis of hypothyroidism have actually have autoimmune hypothyroid, so they have Hashimoto's disease that's a huge thing and a lot of people don't know that because they've never been tested because by the time someone you're in conventional medicine actually runs a test on their thyroid, they have such raging autoimmune condition that they have more than one autoimmune disease they you tend to have more than one if you have one and they don't have any answers their answer is well let's give you some some synthroid or some other thyroid medication, and we're just going to manage your thyroid symptoms, we're not actually going to tell you how can we lessen your your antibodies to your thyroid, the things in your body that are attacking that thyroid. Right. They
4: treat hypothyroidism in general the same way that they would treat Hashimoto's, which is an autoimmune condition. Yep. And so they don't generally do the testing to find out if you have an autoimmune thyroid condition because it wouldn't tra- change the treatment. And I know we've had done entire shows on this, but I think that's important because diet is huge. I mean, with all autoimmune conditions, you know, including Hashimoto. So by attacking the diet portion, um, you can reverse or, you know, slow the prog- progress or even reverse autoimmune disease.
3: Right. And conventional medicine is, not only are they going to, like with thyroid, not only are they going to throw the, the thyroid medication at it, but most of the time with autoimmunity, they're going to give some sort of immunosuppressant. They're operating under the idea that autoimmunity is your, th- is your immune system going out of control. It's not your immune system going out of control, regardless of what they try to tell you. It's your immune system doing exactly what it's supposed to do. It's just receiving wrong information, right? It's just receiving wrong information. That's like, you know, you... What's well, an example of that? Uh, your house is flooded and you call for help and the fire department shows up. Your house isn't burning down. Your house is flooded. The fire department's not going to be able to help you with the flooded the flooded house. It's a whole different service for that. That's kind of what this is like. Not to mention that these immunosuppressant medications have quite a few side effects. They have side effects with things like weight gain. They can cause acne. They cause mood changes. There's muscle weakness, osteoporosis. That's one that is on the rise, actually osteoporosis due to all these immunosuppressive medications. Diabetes happens. High blood pressure. We increase our risk of of developing other infections and if you listen to any of these medications types of medications on television they will tell you you're at increased risk of getting the flu or whatever else and you have to stay away from certain situations because your immune system is being suppressed and suppressing our immune system is not what we want to do we want to balance our immune system to allow it to function the way it's supposed to that's what we're that's what we're trying to do so with today's topic we're, what we're going to go over with with you is some diet plans that can help autoimmune disease now again we're going to get into each of these diet plans and we're going to talk about them in specifics i still feel the absolute best thing that you can do is a food sensitivity test to uh, figure out what exact foods for you should you sh- or should you not be eating because with all of these diets that we're going to go through Broccoli is approved food for all of them. But if your body has a problem with broccoli, you shouldn't be eating broccoli, right? That's the thing that we have to get, get instilled into everyone is these, these diet plans are great if you just want someplace to start, but know that this isn't the end-all be-all. And there, you may not get the results that you're looking for 100% because you're not eating the foods that your body says is good or bad for you right? It's a, it's a whole different thing. So back to how functional medicine deals with autoimmunity. Basically, we're trying to figure out why the autoimmunity happened in the first place and then address those underlying causes. And nine times out of 10, diet plays a, a plays huge a role, role yeah. a massive role. In fact, I mean, it's, our diet disrupts our gut, and that's where a lot of our immune system is. And when that happens, it's just a it's a downward spiral from but there. the
4: good news is that changing diet is free of charge, right? You're not yes. going in for expensive treatments. It's not paying for a lot of medications. This is something that you can do at home, and that's why – Uh, We wanted to go over this because, you know, that's the purpose of our show is to give you things that you can change at home or you can try out if you are suffering from an autoimmune condition that could actually make a huge difference.
3: Right. We've got to take a break. When we come back, we're going to get into the some some various diet plans for autoimmune disease. You're listening to Wellness 101.
2: We're listening to Wellness 101 brought to you by the Institute of Natural Health. For more information, visit them online at theinstituteofnaturalhealth.com or by phone, 314-293-8123.
0: Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank.
3: And welcome back, everyone. If you're just tuning in today on Wellness 101, we are talking about diet and how that is tied in with autoimmune disease. Before the break, we were going through a lot of like how many people have autoimmunity, what it is, and and some things that you can do to if you if you have it and why it's how it's treated in conventional medicine versus how one of the functional medicine or some of the functional medicine approaches, and one of the biggest approaches that you can do like Aaron was saying right before the break that you can that you can ad- adapt that is free of charge is changing your diet we've got a few diets that we want to talk about um throughout the rest of the show we'll try to get through all of them um and we got some, yeah
4: shortly you we, know I mean we're, we're not going to probably be able to go in depth on each one we're of not going to go but... in depth um, kind of let you know what's out there and what kind of things, and then you can go and research these more in depth on your own if you're interested.
3: Right. So the first one we're going to start with is, is a basic paleo diet. A lot of people have heard of the paleolithic diet, understand that that it, that it is something. They may not know what it is, but they've heard of it, and you may be one of those individuals. But the biggest thing with paleo is it takes out inflammatory gut-damaging foods. That's the big takeaway, right? So getting... um getting those things away from us is is what we're after. So we're getting rid of grains and flours and sugars. Those are all very inflammatory. And we're throwing more nutrient-dense foods in. So there is a researcher out there. His name's Alessio Fasano. And he talks a lot about intestinal permeability or leaky gut. And according to him, you have to have a leaky gut in order to have autoimmune disease. If you don't have autoimmune disease, it doesn't necessarily mean that you don't have a leaky gut. But if you do have leaky gut, you will have autoimmunity is basically his whole premise. Or if you have autoimmunity, rather, you will have leaky gut. Right. That's his that's his basic premise. So with the paleo diet, we're we're consuming nutrient dense foods. And nutrient density just ...is a term that's talking about the concentration of the bioavailability of micronutrients and amino acids, which amino acids, as you know, we talk about them a lot on this show, are the building blocks of life. Um, They're the building blocks of proteins. And so our nutrient-dense foods for humans would be things like organ meats, shellfish, fish, eggs, poultry, red meat, vegetables, fruits, nuts, and seeds. If you just consume foods that fall in those categories that aren't processed and in packages, you're going to be following a a paleo a paleo diet. Now, the the standard American diet or the sad diet is very nutrient poor, right?
4: Despite being extremely high in calories, there's lots of
3: calories, lots of sugar, lots of processed foods, lots of vegetable oils. um, Whereas paleo is the opposite of that, so. It's like a hunter-gatherer type of, of, of diet. And, and some people will use that term as a, as a hunter-gatherer um, diet. So the best way to go about trying a paleo diet is to do a 30-day paleo reset. And what you're doing with a 30-day paleo reset is you eliminate all grains, all legumes, which are beans – all industrial seed oils, corn oil, canola oil, things like that. Get rid of all your refined sugars and processed foods for 30 days. And rather than eat those foods, the foods that you're going to eat is just what I said a second ago. Organ meats, fish, shellfish, healthy fats, vegetables, and some fruits, nuts, and seeds. All right? It's a great place to start for a lot of people. Um Quite a few people with with autoimmune disease will need to take their diet a little beyond this than just the 30-day reset. But it's a great place to start. This is a great place to start if you're just not feeling well or if you're just like, okay, I want to change my diet. What can I do? Where can I start? This is a great place to start.
4: We've had a lot of people who come in and are are eating a paleo diet, and it started with them just saying – I just kind of did like a detox and decided I was going to, you know, start eating without the high inflammatory foods. And they felt so much better that they've stuck with it. So um, it's something that a lot of people see really big results on, even in just the 30 days. And that's what, you know, uh, gives you the momentum to keep going.
3: Correct. Is that enough about paleo? Yeah, Want to move on. All right. So the next one that we're going to discuss is... The Walls Protocol, and this is based on Dr. Terry Walls. Um, it's a, a a lady, and her last name Walls is spelled W A H L S. Um, that will help you when you Google her name later. Um, Terry Walls. It's she has a pretty remarkable yes. story about how this how this diet w- came to be. Um, she was diagnosed with multiple sclerosis in 2000, and she went to the best best doctors that conventional medicine had to offer, and they basically told her there was no cure, and she needed to start pharmaceutical treatment immediately.
4: Which she did, is my understanding. She She, did start.
3: She did. But the problem is, her disease progressed all the way to the point where she had to have a tilt and recline wheelchair just to get around. And so she started researching. I mean, the doctor in her took over, and she started pouring through the literature, and she figured out that mitochondrial health um, was a key player in conditions with things like MS, right? She identified a whole pile of nutrients that she thought were extremely important to mitochondrial and neurologic health. And she figured out that she didn't just have to supplement these things, that she could change her diet and utilize paleo principles to target these very specific nutrients. And so she, she said, You know, her quote is, it occurred to me that I should get my long list of nutrients from food, that if I did, I would probably get hundreds and maybe thousands of other compounds that science has yet to name and identify, but that would be helpful to my brain and my mitochondria. So she figured out that to turn herself back on, she needed to change the way she ate, help her diet, and, and and feed herself and nourish herself. So she changed her diet optimized her lifestyle to the absolute best of her abilities, and she saw drastic improvement. And in three months, she was walking with a cane, and within the year, she was able to get on her bike again, which was that happened for the first time in five years. And if you ever get a chance to listen to this woman give a speech or talk, she is well worth the the price of
4: admission. um The you know, very popular book. I mean, she's written a book on it that kind of lays all of this out. So we're just and there's
3: a it. and there's a cookbook too, right? Mm-hmm. So there, the mitochondria are extremely important, and I want to spend just a couple of minutes on them because mitochondria are these little things inside of ourselves, cells that convert our carbohydrates and fats into our energy or our ATP that our body has to use for for its energy, and. This, our cells contain hundreds to thousands of these things. And so the healthier you are, the healthier your mitochondria are, the more able they are to make energy. And this is why as we get sick and we eat poor diets and we tend to be more run down, more fatigued, more tired. If you can start getting your mitochondria to function better, you can operate at a higher level. And if we can all operate at a higher level, we are better in life. Uh, We have a better mood. Everything about us, our demeanor, everything changes. Our attitude, we see it in the patients that come to us. As we nourish them and help them get their nutrient status to where it should be, they become completely different people. They're happy and excited and, and so thankful that we were able to help them, guide them to where they could put in the work and heal themselves. And so as if our mitochondria are dysfunctional, we have trouble carrying out these very important functions in the body. Um, so let's talk about how to do the WALS protocol um, just for a few minutes here. We'll We'll talk about this right up until the next break. So we want to increase the nutrient intake and mitochondrial function. It takes nine cups of vegetables and fruits every single day. You're going to have three cups of leafy green vegetables. Those would be things like chard, kale, collard, spinach, um, lettuce. And we're trying to get vitamins A, B, C, and K there. And then we're going to consume three cups of sulfur-rich vegetables, things like broccoli, cauliflower, cabbage, onion, garlic, asparagus, mushrooms. These things help us detoxify. Um, Two cloves of garlic is equivalent to one cup of sulfur-rich vegetables, just as a FYI. And then the other three cups, we're going to have three cups of colorful fruits and vegetables. Ideally, we're having three different colors of of fruits uh, and vegetables a day. So things, beets, carrots, berries, peaches, citrus fruits, a a whole laundry list of things there to get different colors in for our vegetables. So it's 3 cups of leafy greens, 3 cups of sulfur rich, and 3 cups of fruit colorful fruits and vegetables. And so even if you even if you can't get the 9 cups, say you can't eat that much or it's just difficult for you to get the 9 cups, just increasing your intake of these things is going to increase the amount of nutrients and micronutrients that you're getting. So when we do this, to get our the best nutrient retention out of these, we want to eat these vegetables either raw or cooked at a very low temperature. Right? We that's how we that's how we keep the nutrients intact. And so this, this just helps a ton. This is something that will that is very beneficial. It's very easy to do. It's stuff that you already knew. This is I'm not telling you as the listener. Anything that you didn't already know, you knew that you needed to be eating green leafy vegetables. you knew that you needed to be eating colorful, um, very colorful fruits and vegetables. You might not have known about the sulfur v- vegetables, but you knew words like or vegetables like broccoli and cauliflower and cabbage and onion and garlic, right? you you knew this stuff. Now you have a way that you can you can put this into action, the three 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 plan with the nine cups. Now, alongside of all those fruits and vegetables, She recommends grass-fed meat or wild-caught fish all the time, as well as bone broth and fermented foods every single day. These are the things that are going to help the WALLS protocol help you with your autoimmunity. All right, we've got to take another break. Um, When we come back, we're going to continue talking about diets to help with autoimmune. You're listening to Wellness 101.
2: Hundred and are listening to Wellness 101, brought to you by the Institute of Natural Health. For more information, visit them online at theinstituteofnaturalhealth.com or by phone,
4: 314-293-8123.
3: Listen to every MLB game live.
1: the deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is kind.
0: Stream minor league affiliates.
1: The Midwest League home run leader.
3: And welcome back to the show. You're just tuning in today. We are talking about well, I'm ta- I'm doing a lot of talking. I feel like <laughs> um, we're talking about diet and autoimmune disease and how diets can affect um, autoimmunity. If you're suffering with autoimmunity, these are some diets that that may help um, you. And it doesn't cost you anything. It's it's changing how you eat, and that's something that we have to do. And so if we just change the things that we purchase at the grocery store, we can we can help ourselves. And so we have talked about the basic paleo diet. We talked about that one. Uh, We also talked about Wall's protocol, Dr. Terry Wall's, um, and how she helped basically reverse MS in herself. Right. Um, We're going to talk briefly now about another diet uh, called the low starch diet. So starch is basically how plants store excess energy. Uh, it's a long chain sugar is really what starch is. And in the in the basic paleo, if you if you get into the basic paleo diet, they remove various forms of starch, getting rid of things like grains and legumes. But we also find starch in certain kind of vegetables and these vegetables would be things like sweet potatoes, yucca or cassava. Uh, parsnips, arrowroot, tapioca, taro, plantains, and unripened bananas. Now, starch is can be very healthy, right? It's it's one of those things where some it can be very beneficial for our gut bacteria, but other people may have issues with starch. Now, if you're on a low starch diet or following a low starch diet, it doesn't mean that we we're eliminating those, but we can still keep our non-starchy vegetables cauliflower, asparagus, greens, things like that. So, with starch and how it may work. So, there are several autoimmune diseases. I'm going to I'm going to rattle a few of them off. Ankylosing spondylitis, and if you don't know what this is, these things are, that's okay, and if you have them, listen up. Ankylosing spondylitis, Crohn's disease, ulcerative colitis, psoriasis, or reactive arthritis. These are things that have a particular set of genes in common. And that particular set is of genes is called HLA-B27. And this HLA-B27 basically predisposes people to certain autoimmune diseases. And so if you have one of those autoimmune diseases, a low-starch diet may be a great place for you to start changing your diet to, to help improve your symptoms. So when people that have um, like ankylosing spondylitis, for instance— they have an increased abundance of this specific bacteria in their gut. This bacteria feeds on things like sugars. Again, why? this is why we want to eliminate that starch. There are a lot of studies out there that, that go after this specific bacteria. The bacteria is called Klebsiella. Um, there's, there's a lot of Klebsiella out there, and, and these individuals that have this HLA-B27, they have a higher risk of this because the starch is feeding on this stuff. So how do we go about trying a low-starch diet? So if you're already on a paleo diet, it's low-starch is really simple for you at that point. You're just removing starchy vegetables. You're getting rid of the sweet potatoes because paleo allows for some of these things, most of these things, actually. You're getting rid of things like sweet potatoes, yucca, arrowroot, tapioca, parsnips, taro, plantains. And we're going to replace them with more fruits and non-starchy vegetables, our greens, our broccoli, our cauliflower, our asparagus, and onions. That's our big switch if you're already on a, on a paleo diet template. Now, you've got to do this for – you've got to give this some time, at least a month just to see if you notice any improvement in signs or symptoms. If you've got an overgrowth or abundance of of bugs, bad bugs in your gut, it can take a little bit of time for our bodies to get rid of this sort of stuff.
4: It can also, if you try this you know, you can have some adverse effects right at the beginning because your body is acclimating um, to the fact that it's not getting the starches anymore. So we do sometimes see at the very beginning people, you know, saying, hey, I don't think it's working. I'm actually feeling worse. And that actually means it is working. It's just, um, you know, your body is not happy that it's not getting the starches anymore. Right.
3: That's something I will touch on. If, if If you're having issues, if you have autoimmunity and you say you come to us for help, we're going to explain to you that it took you X number of years to get where you are. No matter what we do, it's not going to make you better next week. It just won't. This is a process. Yeah. It took. If you took, want it
4: actually, if you want to actually be better,
3: if you, yeah, exactly. If you want
4: to get rid of symptoms, go to conventional medicine.
3: Right, <laughs> and it, it's a journey. Health is a journey. It took you years to get where you are. It's going to take you years to get back. And usually it's less years than it took you to get where you are but this is a this is a lifelong ongoing thing unfortunately our, our the food industry we've we've been hijacked we have so many processed high sugar low nutrient dense foods out there as, as options that that's what we think is normal to eat and it's just not healthy for us it's it's poor choices um it you know it's it was one thing 30 years ago Or forty years ago, to have a a snack of one snack of a processed food or something, because people just didn't buy that sort of stuff. They ate at home. They grew vegetables in their own garden. They they grew all of their own stuff. Now it's just a convenience thing. We're on the go. We're you know it's go 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 go. Stop and grab, grab something to eat, and unfortunately, we're just eating the wrong foods. So. Back to the low-starch, off my high horse there, back to the low-starch diet, there are two very popular diets that are low-starch, and those would be the GAPS diet, G-A-P-S, the GAPS diet, and the other one is the specific carbohydrate diet. Those are both um, very popular, but they're both low-starch uh, low diets. Yeah, and, and they're
4: popular because people have used them with a lot of success right. for, you know, for um, improving gut health and for helping with autoimmune disease.
3: Yes, Exactly. All right. Um, low carb or ketogenic. We're going to switch to another another diet is low carb or ketogenic. A lot of people are familiar with the term ketogenic. A lot of people come to us and say, I'm doing a ketogenic diet and they don't realize that they're not doing a ketogenic diet. What they're doing is a very high protein diet, very low fat, very low carbohydrate. A ketogenic diet is very high fat. It's a lot of fat. 80, 90% of your of your diet is fat. Uh, with ten percent being carbs and ten percent ish being being protein, I'm. It's not exactly those percentages if you're if you're hardcore in it, but most people are not getting anywhere near the amount of fat that they need. But the on the the downside of things is there's not a lot of research out there looking at these very low carb these these ketogenic diets. However, they do help. We've seen it clinically. If they didn't help, people wouldn't be doing it. Is it something that you need to be doing long-term? Is this a diet that you can live on forever? I'm not sure. I, I, it's just it hasn't been popular long enough. I'm sure there are some people out there that have a very strong opinion that say, yes, it's great. And other people that say, no, it's not. We find that it's very, very, very good in certain conditions, in right. certain specific situations. We get a
4: little frustrated. I think we've talked about this on the show before because there are some people out there touting the ketogenic diet for everyone. Right. right? And we know that that doesn't work. Right. Um, but we also know that it really works well with some people and some conditions. So, we're certainly not opposed to it. We're actually fans of the ketogenic diet. It's just not a blanket solution to everyone's health problems.
3: Right. And we've we've also found that a lot of people that that have thyroid issues that try to go keto, it it's hard on them. Um it's fine short term, but long term it can be it can be difficult for them. Now, that's not everyone. Some some people with thyroid issues, they thrive on a ketogenic diet. That leads us to believe that if they are, that they have something other than just thyroid right. under the under the surface there. Um, and we find that a lot, or we uncovered that before mm-hmm. we advise them ourselves, hey, you know what, a ketogenic diet may be maybe a, a good way for you to go here. Um, it not everyone just remember that not everyone with autoimmunity is going to benefit from ketogenic. It just it may not. You may need some. You may need some professional guidance working through and navigating those waters. Um, it works well for people trying to lose weight. It works well for people that you know need a sh- change in their diet um, because it it just has its it has its place. Um, let's change gears again. Let's talk about the autoimmune protocol diet. we've got to take a break here in a minute, but we'll we'll start with this. So uh, autoimmune protocol diet is a paleo-esque type of diet. You get rid of grains, you get rid of legumes, um, dairy goes, refined seed oils, so your, your corn oil, your canola oil, and refined sugar goes. But the autoimmune protocol also takes out eggs, nightshades, which nightshades are tomatoes, peppers, eggplants, etc., coffee, alcohol. Nuts and seeds. And by the time when I tell patients this and we get to alcohol, they're like, nope, I'm not doing that one. I'm out. (laughs) Happens a lot. Um, But no, actually, really, in all honesty, people don't have a problem with this diet and it, it seems to work well. Uh, there are there are a lot of cookbooks out there on the autoimmune protocol. There are a lot of uh, recipes that you can find to help you follow the autoimmune protocol. Right, Our- and
4: and really, uh, with autoimmune protocol diet is one of those that it, it's a little more restrictive than some of the other diets, but people have such great success with it and right. that's one of the reasons why it is still so popular because i yes. mean it's not one of the easiest ones to stay on no but but once you start seeing success, success you're like okay right i'll do this yes exactly
3: all right we've got to take a break uh when we come back we're going to finish up talking uh about autoimmune protocol and try to to sum this all up and put it all together for you you're listening to wellness 101 i,
2: wish I knew. You're listening to Wellness 101, brought to you by the Institute of Natural Health. For more information, visit them online at theinstituteofnaturalhealth.com or by phone, 314-293-8123. Turn
3: the lights off, carry me. And welcome back, everyone. Um... Today, if you're just tuning in, you've missed a pretty good show. I, I believe, anyway. I'm, I'm biased. <laughs> uh, we've been talking about autoimmune disease and diets and Diet plans that you can utilize if you're suffering with an autoimmune disease. Right.
4: And hopefully, you guys have found this informative. These are questions that we get so often. And I all think it the get time. So confusing. Um, you know, us rattling it off, we're like, this may not be the most entertaining show. But for those of you who want the information.
3: But you know what's going to be awesome about my replies to these on email now is going to be hey, you need to listen to episode <laughs> number whatever this we episode is talked about this. <laughs> on our podcast and subscribe and like us and tell us, tell us all, tell all your friends. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that's that's how we'll we'll get around that. Um, where did I do with my I don't even know what I did with my notes here. I I kind of shuffled everything all out of order and I don't know what I did. Um, but we were talking about the autoimmune protocol diet. Um, it's just a stricter type of paleo diet where you're removing other things. You're removing additional eggs, nightshades, coffee, alcohol, nuts and seeds it's really not that hard to follow um and like Aaron was saying before we see a lot of people that have food sensitivities to egg and and well, nightshades and, oh yeah nightshades for sure but we see a lot of people that have food sensitivities to egg and coffee and they flip out because they no longer know what they're going to have for breakfast because they eat eggs scrambled eggs for and have some coffee every morning for breakfast and it's it's much easier because we can Tell them well. Okay, it's basically an autoimmune protocol diet that you're following. There's a lot of information out right. there. Makes it easier for them for to them figure to go out, out and, what and they're find doing. recipes. And you know, it works great for for different things. So I I don't want to dive into that anymore. I think we have some other ways that we can help you in this last segment because we don't have a whole lot of time. And I want to talk about how we can personalize or how you can personalize your autoimmune diet that you choose. Again, I'm a fan of food sensitivity testing. That's the best way to go about doing this. But if you want to do this for on the cheap for your, you know, for yourself, changing your diet is the easiest way. Going through one of these ones that we've that we've talked about, um, and
4: you can find so much information online. There um, is, you know, if it's you a decide of to uh, to to try out one of these diets, there's a lot of information. Um, you know from people out there who have done this and kind of tips on how and and recipes. they can and they
3: can tell you what to expect as right. you know as changes and things that you'll feel. So there's some there's some basic things that you can do to to work through your options. One of the places to start is doing the 30-day paleo reset. We talked about that early in the show. I'm not going to go through it, but when people do that, a lot of people have a lot of improvement in their autoimmune symptoms. And it's and then even the paleo diet alone, a lot of people don't need to do anything else other than just follow a paleo diet. That just by itself gets people right a long ways. Um,
4: even just following a mostly paleo diet right. is usually a huge switch for most people.
3: Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Next up on the list would be to eat nutrient-dense foods. These things remember organ meats, shellfish, various grass-fed meats, wild-caught fish, healthy fats, vegetables, a few fruits, nuts and seeds. Those are those are the big steps for nutrient-dense foods. And then we all know the next thing is we want to feed our mitochondria. Feeding mitochondria, the my the WALS protocol, which we talked about before, W-A-H-L-S, Dr. Walls, Terry Walls, her protocol. Her big thing was nine cups of fruits and vegetables a day from three different categories. I'm not going to go through all those again um, because those are – well, I will. Three cups of green leafy vegetables, three cups of sulfur-rich, and three cups of fruits, colorful fruits and vegetables. So get your nine cups in. Even if you don't get the nine cups, you're going to – and you get half of that. You're still getting probably more than you're consuming now. Uh, eating foods that nourish your gut. Next on the list – Be eating these things that feed your gut microbiome with either starchy or non-starchy vegetables. They help us have a healthy gut lining. Uh, We can consume bone broth to help with the gut lining, but making sure that we consume the fermented foods every single day. High quality probiotic is great. People ask, well, what do I do for a fermented food? I literally tell people, go to the grocery store. Get you a jar. They, they In the refrigerated aisle, typically, there is some a, a glass jar of sauerkraut. Get that. Take it home. Every single day, eat a forkful. That's all it takes. It doesn't take a lot. Just eat a forkful of sauerkraut, and it makes a huge difference. Next on the list is make sure you're getting nutrients that your system needs. There are a lot of Nutrients that the immune system has to have to function properly.
4: And we're talking micronutrients.
3: Micronutrients, yes. Glutathione, selenium, zinc, vitamin D, vitamin A, EPA and DHA from from omega-3 oils um, that, are, that are high in EPA and DHA. These nutrients they're also going to be found in pretty high concentration if you're following a paleo-type diet.
4: But you can also supplement.
3: You can very much supplement. I take basically all of these in a supplement form every single day.
4: Right, there's no harm in doing that. I mean, really, like, yeah, let's try to get as much from food, but kind of give yourself the insurance of you know, and, knowing and that you you're may need, also getting the supplements.
3: Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. You may need supplements at the beginning, because if your gut is dysfunctional and you're trying to change the, the way you eat, you're still not going to absorb things properly exactly. until that gut is repaired and functioning on its own. So, doing some dietary supplements along the way can be very beneficial. I just warn you, not all supplements supplements are the same. You want to make sure you're buying from a reputable company that has in there what, you know, the the ingredients on the bottle are what's in the bottle. Um, Next on the list would be to experiment with starch and carb intake. Try cutting starches out of your diet. See how that works for you. I'm telling you, if you eat a lot of starch and you take starch out of your diet, you will be amazed at how good you can feel. Yes, it happens a lot. We have. Well, on people, the flip
4: side, if you don't ever eat starch and then you eat some, uh, you know, a meal that has a bunch of starch in it, you will feel really bad.
3: Yeah, <laughs> like, that's right.
4: You'll notice the difference.
3: That's right. We even have people. So the next on the list is trying the thirty day AIP or the Autoimmune Protocol reset. So that's when people do. We've told people before. All right, you've done the 30-day paleo reset. Next up on the list is to to do the autoimmune uh, protocol 30-day reset. What that does is removes those autoimmune protocol diet or foods rather that the paleo diet didn't remove. Taking out eggs, nightshades, nuts, seeds, and then diversifying your gut uh, or your diet as much as you possibly can. That's about it. I mean, if you do those steps, like we we could continue talking on about this. I I don't want to I don't want to beat this anymore. Just know that as you are heading out onto this adventure of changing your diet and deciding to take regain control of your health, know that you're not alone. People out there are doing this. They're at the exact same stage that you are. Don't beat yourself up. If you're having trouble with you know, if you feel like you're not being successful or you feel like you're you not doing as well as you thought, it's okay. It's ups and downs. It's like the stock market. You have good days, you have bad days. You have good days, you have bad days. The objective is to have more good days than bad. That's going to show you that you're moving in the right direction. And if you get stuck and you think you need a little more help, Find yourself a functional medicine provider in your area that is qualified to help you do this.
4: Right. And you can always email us. We get emails about this all the time. Yeah. And-
3: I just sent a lady to a person in Denver. She emailed us from Denver. I'm like, here, go here. Yeah. Um, I so, know I people mean- out there. So I know a lot of people around the country that can that can help you. Um, so that's about all the time we've got for the show today. If you want more information from us, give us a call, 314-293-8123. Find us on the website at theinstituteofnaturalhealth.com. Follow us on Instagram, Facebook. We're posting stuff on a fairly regular basis. Go to uh, iTunes, subscribe to our show, like it, share it with your friends. Okay? For Aaron, I'm Dr. TJ. This has been Wellness 101. Thanks for listening.
2: Wellness 101 has been brought to you by the Institute of Natural Health, your destination for functional medicine in St. Louis. For more information, visit them online at theinstituteofnaturalhealth.com or by phone 314-293-8123.